Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. So, we are in the series, The Power of the Question. And we know questions have huge amounts of power. Simple people can ask a really simple question to a very powerful person and immediately get national attention. Certain questions just immediately get attention, no matter who you are. Because the minute the, minute the question is out there, it, it, you know the per- proverbial cat is out of the bag. You know what I'm saying you, you, it's you, know, you can't. They say another term is you can't unring that bell. It's out there, and verbal communication is just amazing that way, especially with media nowadays. I mean, you know, you got social media on the internet. The question can go all the way all over the planet in just hours, just minutes, seconds, just. Poof. So the thing is, the question, the question today is really this, where do you serve God? Where do you serve God? Now, it's not a true question, but in a way, it's kind of got a double meaning, right? It's not designed to trip you up. But where is something that Christians or you know believers are just really, really, really just wrapped up into location? Because what is it when we're out and we're sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus with people? You know, we ask people, "Hey, if you died today, where would you go?" Well, that's location. And you know, of course, we're saying, "Hey, or would you die and go to heaven and be with Jesus, or would you, you know, be with God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, or would you go to the other place?" And some people believe that that has fire in it. Some people don't. C.S. Lewis kind of—he didn't actually believe necessarily there was fire there, but it was horrible. <clears throat> Let's just say. Now, the thing is. When you're a believer, the question is, where do you serve God? Where? Where do you do that? Now, I'm not saying, where should you? I'm asking, where do you? All right. And let's, let's look at it this way. Sometimes you'll ask a person this question. And they'll say, well, hey, I am in choir every Wednesday or, you know, Sunday afternoon or, you know, and I'm in choir every Sunday morning, I'm in Sunday school, uh, you know, I'm in the church, uh, in the pew, you know, I'm volunteering for, to serve meals at the homeless shelter, uh, I'm giving, you know, uh, blankets to the needy, and those are all fantastic things, okay, you know, and I don't, don't want you to get me wrong, okay. Those are all fantastic things. But think about 
Think about the location, though. Because how many different places are you in a day? Or in a week? How many different places are you? In fact, that's a better way to look at it. In a week. Where do you go? And have you thought, maybe, that all of those places, you need to be serving God there? Now, why is that? Why is that? Well, let's look at it this way. Um, there's, uh, I've been doing some reading, uh, and that's always a dangerous thing. But the reading I've been doing has been actually a dissertation uh, from a young man who graduated uh, at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he did a 240-page paper uh, on the uh, people in place in the kingdom of Matthew, a special, a spatial space as in as an area analysis of the kingdom in Matthew, and uh, this was uh, by Patrick Schreiner, who, by the way, is the son of a doctor who teaches at another uh, Southern Baptist seminary. This was uh, published December twenty fourteen. Now. Uh, Am I recommending you grab this and just, you know, download it and read the ever-loving heck out of it? Mm, only if you really love doing that. Because dissertations are very involved, very, you know, they, they sometimes they go places people don't want to go because it's it's not riveting all, all the time. If you're kind of like me, you get excited about some of that stuff. But may not be for everybody, okay? So, here's the thing. Uh, the question is, at least the one he was raising, was where is the kingdom of God? Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. Or the kingdom of heaven, actually. In Hebrew, Malchut Shemaim. Jesus refers to the kingdom of heaven. Or sometimes you'll see it in the kingdom of God. Now, this is not what Dr. Schreiber was, Schreiner, I believe that's his name, was getting at. Yeah, Schreiner. In other words, I'm fixing to give you my kind of take on that. If you want to get his take, then grab that paper and jump in there. And this is from reading and research from other teachers, not mine. We, again, get wrapped up into location. So, Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Well, where is that? There's not a specific location, right? 
Some people believe that the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is actually a location cation. That it is in heaven or maybe even here on earth in the future. But the teachers that I've run into that I agree with are really saying this. That the kingdom of heaven, first of all, was a known term used by the Pharisees that people don't often tell you about, but it's inside of you. Because the kingdom is the people. It's not the place. The kingdom is the people. It's not the place. Think of it this way. The church is not the building. That's just where the church meets. The church doesn't become a church until people show up. Until you have what Jesus says, two or three are gathered in my name. There I'm among them. That's Matthew 18, 20, by the way. So, the kingdom's in us because we are his subjects. So wherever we are, that's where the kingdom is. Now you're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Any, you know, you mean anywhere? Well, look, we say we have the Holy Spirit in us, and Jesus lives inside of us through the Holy Spirit. Okay, in other words, Jesus didn't, con- you know, make a whole bunch of little bitty Jesuses and pop them inside us. It, it was, it's the Spirit of God in us, bringing Jesus's presence to us, no matter where we're at. So the kingdom is where we're at. If you're a believer, the kingdom is there. Now, in a way, there's more than just one way of looking at this. Because the kingdom is where we're at. So where do you serve Jesus? Where do you serve Jesus if you are his? You serve him wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Why? Because you are a subject of the king. He is your king. Now, here's, here's, a, uh, here's a second question. What, you know, and this has to do with uh, kind of a different aspect. And that is, how much of you does the king have? Does he control? Now, you can say, well, you know, he owns all of me. Yes, he does. But... God will not override human will. How much of your life are you giving him? Space-wise, are you giving every part of you? Financial, personal, relational, work life, you know, church life, obviously, home life. How much of all of those are you giving the king of the universe? In a way, that's a space question. But 
We tend to think, we, and I say we, I mean Greco-Roman Western culture kind of thing, you're trained to think in very, very finite, very block kind of, yes, this is that, and this is that, and this is that. But a more Hebraic way of looking at it has more to do with the relationship and the people. More of a corporate thing. At some point, when Jesus returns, and we find, I mean, and he and God takes over this planet again and remakes it again, and all of his people, his people who he loves, are going to be on this planet, and the New Jerusalem is going to be in Jerusalem, on the Mount Zion, all of that. Then I guess you could say it was be, it'd be spatial because G, because God says, "Hey, I'm going to be down here with you guys," because this is where He's going to be. This is our ultimate destination. It's not heaven. You say, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. In heaven, sometimes, and this little side note is used as what they call an evasive synonym. In other words, if I was going to use God's name, but not use God's name, but refer to something so you would know I was talking about God, you could say heaven instead of God. That They did that in Jewish culture because they revered the name of God very, very much. So that being the case. So anyway, a little tangent there, but... So... The kingdom of heaven is where we're at. And it's the and in us, it's how much control we give the king of the universe in our hearts. Because, once again, God works with us, grows us, teaches us to yield to his will and listen to his will and direct his will. A lot of people think God's like a coach. He's always screaming and yelling at you. You know, get out there, get out there! And there are times God does that. But more often than not, God is the coach who's also the dad. So as much as he's trying to motivate you, he's also, hey, good job, you know, arm around the shoulder, a hug, you know, maybe even a secret kiss on the head. You know, you're doing good. See, that's God too. So, the question of where, let's go back to it, is where do you serve God? If you're not serving God everywhere you're at, then ask yourself why. And I'm not talking about standing on a desk with a bullhorn, screaming, you know, preaching out loud and stuff like that. I mean, there are, you know, the, 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 there are levels of service all the way up and down the spectrum. What I love about that one verse where he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'm among them. Is how simple that is. There's another verse in Matthew that I'm going to share with you real quick, and that's Matthew 6, 21. 
It says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you truly have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and love his Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then your treasure is Jesus. It's not even the crowns we earn to give him later. You'll hear that a lot in, in eternal rewards doctrine. Jesus is the treasure. God is the treasure. And if you treasure God and you treasure Jesus, that's where your heart is. And when you do that, no matter where you are, you will serve him because you love him and you want to make him happy. And guess what? He wants to make you happy too. And he actively seeks to do that with as much permission as you will give him. And that's true. I mean, I believe that. I've seen it. I've seen that. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on in your Christian. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.